0: Breaking the Panel is made possible by you and other listeners just as awesome as you are. If you want to support the show and get a little something in return, just go to patreon.com slash breaking the panel, because
1: we do appreciate the help.
0: All you gotta do is give them a, a patented Georgia bread turnaround that's just like, would y'all mind your manners in my theater? <laughs> in in New York you turn around and you go, hey buddy, why don't you shut the b*** up? Uh, the- yeah. <laughs> Emphasis on the b- you know? You really gotta hit him hard with that <laughs> but, you know, I don't know. I, I've never traveled south of the Mason-Dixon. I'm not sure how it's done. These days, the comic book owns pop culture. You'll find it all in the panel of your favorite comic book. Us, we're living the
2: comic's life. We're breaking the panel. And, hey, this is Giant Size Team Up presents the panel on Justice League with the Giant Size Team Up All-Stars. We've got going down the list, TV's Casey. Hey.
1: Wait, wait, wait. Casey gets
2: top billing now?
0: Oh, dude. Wait, I didn't say my classic catchphrase. It's me. All
2: right. Then we've got uh, Chris Wisdom. Hey. Or something. Or something. And we've got Paul Claus. Yeah, whatever. This is getting better and better. And we got not Phil Dennis. I am a meat popsicle. <laughs> <laughs> all right let's just uh, do this now it is still technically actually opening weekend as we record this all of us got to see this uh early on this week and we're recording on a sunday night so the numbers aren't as solid as we usually like to refer to them word on the street says a 300 million dollar budget uh box office mojo at this time does not has na for budget uh, but they pulled in domestically an estimate of 96 million dollars worldwide a total of 281,500 dollars combined uh domestic and foreign right now and that's how it's going So, thank you australia for your dollars we appreciate you. survey says mediocre box office results <laughs> <laughs> uh well i mean the two the thing is too uh, let's let's jump right in with this talking about box office results and then we'll talk about the movie itself one it's still early in the weekend but two don't are we not getting a lot of opening weekend saturation right now with it being the holidays? Everybody's getting stressed out for Thanksgiving. We just had Thor, not even a full two weeks ago. You, after on the
0: yeah, but no. is there anything else out this week?
2: Wonder, wonder, yeah. But
3: even that, even even if there was something, that's the studio's fault. The fans didn't choose what weekend this movie was going to open on. Mm -hmm. Warner Brothers chose what weekend this was going to open on so to me that's that's a red herring of an argument
1: yeah I don't even think that um that it really has anything to do with what weekend it's on uh if anything this being the weekend right before Thanksgiving a lot of people like a lot of college kids are home and stuff like that not all but some honestly I feel like what was working against box office numbers so far was hype and reviews, I mean and what I mean by hype is like the 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 super neg hype of anything d c e right now is like everybody's hoping to hate it in a way, you know what I mean mm-hmm. um except for the diehard d c fans
2: who are just like, oh, just just stop picking on my movies <laughs> now chris um uh, on that note, Claude. so Chris, just mm-hmm. simply, were you hoping to like it, or were you
3: hoping i always go I always go into the theater hoping to like these movies, okay. I always do That's I've never got into a movie hoping to hate it because if I hope to hate it, I'm not going to give you my money. Yeah, it's counterproductive to me. Um, But I I think that Paul's exactly right. And I, I would go so far as to say it wasn't just the negative hype about this people wanting to hate this movie. There's at least a portion of this that is solidly on the shoulders of WB and what they've done with this this franchise, this this universe. What came before has influenced what what happened with this movie. So That's- while Wonder Woman was a great a great departure from what they had done before, the first Man of Steel wasn't Superman. The second the second iteration when uh, Batman uh, BVS was divisive and still didn't give you Superman and really didn't give people a lot of the Batman they wanted. Batfleck is great. Henry Cavill is great as Superman, but those characters that they portrayed on film were not those characters, in my in my opinion.
0: Until now!
3: Wait. Yeah, I really, like, I mean, we've said this a bunch
1: of times before. I'm pretty sure I've said this. I don't think it came down to performances. I think it came down to mm-hmm. the writing in the past. And um, that's a thing that's been working against it. You know, okay, so I'm just going to jump into my experience in the theater. <laughs> I went on. Yeah, well, yeah, I have some fun side stuff. Uh, yeah. I went. I went Friday night at six o'clock. All right. So technically, I mean Thursday's opening night, but it's only the one showing in my area. You know what I mean? But like Friday night is the first night of the weekend. Six o'clock is prime time. Like that should be packed, right? Mm-hmm. Or if not the six o'clock, the sh- when I walk out of it at like eight o'clock, yes, the, there should be lines. You know what I mean, waiting to get into the to the later showings. That was not the case. My theater was. You've
0: there. got some pre prime time on your hands, you might say.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, my theater was not packed. Like, it wasn't even close to full. My theater was at least half little kids that shouldn't have been there. For you, those of you who have kids, I love kids. Like, I, I groove with kids. I can hang out with them. It's fine. I We take my nine-year-old godson to see movies all the time. He's great. Kids under five are not great in movie theaters, okay? Unless you have an, a special little angel, Um, they're usually pretty crappy, um, they make a lot of noise, they get scared easily, e- all kinds of things. This was not a, a really appropriate movie for very young children. And there was like 20 of them in my theater. Uh, that was really frustrating because it, it took us out of a few key moments. You know, there were a couple, like there's a real heart to heart at one point. Um, I think it was when, um, Batman and Wonder Woman were talking to each other and then all of a sudden kids are making all this noise and I'm like, I'm taken out of the moment. Damn it. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, no, it, it wasn't particularly packed don't bring your kids to opening night i hate you
2: <laughs> that that is fair uh mine i went thursday night. we had two showings on thursday six and ten or something like that seven and ten. Man, i cannot re- so i was telling the guys beforehand i worked full day on thursday had stuff going on all week and basically kind of crammed in seeing this movie because we're doing the panel tonight uh because i basically weren't going to have time until tomorrow to really see it on a smooth schedule so it was a good let's stay awake kind of deal. And I know something went on Thursday night that I had to do before. That's why we went to the 10 o'clock movie to make sure that I got back in time. Oh, no, I remember what it is. I was recording Pokemon go podcast. So I came home from work, came down and did a whole show and then went back upstairs and got ready to go see this film. But I go in again, not packed. Now, partially my theater is really a crap hole. It is, it is AMC just bought it a few months ago. They're, Slowly, just ripping out the old Carmike stuff, and it was it was a bad theater to start with. Did it even have reclining seats? No, Mm-mm. no reclining seats. It's just it's just bad. They're, hopefully, they're gonna really just shut this thing down in the winter and renovate the crap out of it. But being that's a bad theater again, you remember I said on Thor that I went into this one theater and it's bad audio, and then I went to a different theater, saw it, and it's better audio. Same bad audio theater. It's like mm. oh well, because I know it is. I'll adjust my expectations for the movie. But there was these two guys and these two girls sitting behind us, probably in their thirties. Obviously, the two guys drugged the two girls there because they weren't like horrible. But I knew it was going to be bad when the preview started, and they were whispering like this. Like, are you no. kidding me? And, and yeah. they calmed down enough in the movie that I didn't end up saying anything because I was, I was like, I got check my temper there right because i'm like i'm tired am i over overreacting over rather and and they calm down but there's there was a moment i'm not going to talk about but it's the big guns scene i i swear to god when the big guns scene happened they just were saying what was going on on the screen as it happened i'm like oh my god i i just i hate you so much
0: all you gotta do is give him a, a patented Georgia-bred turnaround that's just like, Would y'all mind your manners in my theater?
1: <laughs> that might have worked. I gotta come up with It's not Anne of Green Gables.
0: Like, the <laughs> the- Listen, I've turned... Listen, I- in in New York, you turn around and you go, Hey, buddy, why don't you shut the b*** up? <laughs> the- yeah. Emphasis on the b*** you
3: know?
0: <laughs> you really gotta hit him hard with that b***, but... You know, I don't know. I, I've never traveled south of the Mason-Dixon. I'm not sure how it's done.
2: No, there's been times where I've I've said something to some some people, and that's the thing. Even in these seats, you could tell I'm a big guy, so I usually don't get any kind of pushback. Uh, it wasn't. It wasn't. Maybe I make, it wasn't as bad as Clots' ad, adventures. I mean, the kid thing. That's a bad. That's bad juju.
0: Yeah, I snuck into a 12 year old's birthday party to see this movie, and they were pretty good watching it. <laughs> tell us- I mean, all right. <laughs> to, to be fair the 11:30 show was sold out because this kid's parents like bought out the whole theater but there were only like 10 kids so i said to the guy i go look i'll pay full price for a ticket just let me sit in the handicap seats in the back i got stuff i gotta do today so they're like all right so i did so i was the weird guy in the back of a 12 year old's birthday party watching justice League. that's
2: money man uh, <laughs> i want to see this alone Hashtag things I expected Dennis to say. <laughs> <laughs> and also, interestingly enough, if this was a Disney film, that would not have happened. Because they have major rules against that. You can't buy out a theater as a single entity. Oh, wow. Ooh. yeah, It's weird. Because they, you know, they're, they're the most consumer-friendly. Yeah. Uh, Dennis, what was your experience in the theater?
4: The, there are two movie theaters in uh, Gettysburg. And each one had a 7 o'clock showing. But the one I went to was the 10 o'clock showing. I was actually going into the 10 o'clock showing as uh, Tristan was coming out of his showing. Um, that movie theater seemed like it was, let's say, about three quarters of the way packed. Mine was less than a quarter packed Thursday night at, at 10 o'clock. Wow. And so it was real quiet the whole time, except for uh, You Smell Good. That got a very loud groan from all six people that were in the theater.
0: <laughs> Yourself included?
2: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Wow. Christoph. Now, okay, so Christopher, he went in and did what we all should have done. He, like, did this hype video. I was, like, sitting here in the seats. And I thought about it. I was going to follow your example, Christopher. And I sat down in the seat and went, yeah, no, I don't even have energy to hardly watch this film. I'm not doing a video. But you did a hype video. You're you're talking about hope. You're talking about wanting to see it. You're excited. I didn't get a chance to see your follow-up video. But what was your experience? for this film
3: my theater was packed um and now it's hard for me i used to judge things the way paul did um but amc and within the last year at that theater has gone 100 uh when you buy your tickets you buy your seat so there's no more waiting in lines anymore which is awesome i got there about three minutes i got there and in my seat about three minutes before i started that video Cause uh, I got caught in traffic and was uh, running late. Um, so it's, it's nice on that aspect, but there is that, that thing that you miss. Sometimes you think back to, you know, those times you spend in line, just chatting it up with other fans that, you know, you have no idea who they are, just strangers talking about this movie. You're going to go see, mm-hmm. but you don't miss out on the smells. So that's cool. <laughs> because they don't mm-hmm. always smell good. <laughs> so that, that theater was packed. I couldn't tell you um, exiting the theater. I, it, because there were no lines, I, I couldn't tell you what it was like after after we left. So I went Thursday night at the second showing. I think there were three showings that night. I think there was like a 4 o'clock, a 7 o'clock, and a 10 o'clock. Maybe it was a 6, a 7, and a 10. Um, but I went to that, that middle showing. Um, the lobby seemed packed. There was a lot of traffic going in and out of the lobby. So I don't, I don't know how much of that was for uh, for Justice League or not. The concession area was jam-packed when I walked out of the theater. But yeah, it I didn't have a lot of little kids in my theater. Everybody was super chill. Lots of good vibes in the thing. Uh, I, there was applause at the end of the movie. It, it wasn't it wasn't a hundred percent round of applause, but there was applause at the end of the movie. Um, so everybody, I think, went in in the the right frame of mind. I don't think anybody went in there purposely to hate it. I didn't hear any groan at the "you smell good" line. I, I mean, other than my my internal groan and a shake of a head, but I didn't I didn't hear any negative any verbal negative cues. I guess.
2: That's cool. So, all right, let's jump into uh, the generalities of what we liked, and then we'll get into the spoilers, because as I screwed up last time, I got into what I didn't like. It was right before the spoiler part, and I got shouted down as I should have. (laughs) Uh, We'll just do what we liked about it in general and why maybe you should go give it a chance or see it. Or or if you're of the opinion that you shouldn't go see it, give a quick overview of why you shouldn't go see it, and then we'll do the spoiler stuff. Uh, Well, Chris, since we just had you, let's go back to you. Uh, What is it you liked? and should people go see this? Absolutely, people should go see this. I said this, go see the movie for yourself.
3: Stop, stop taking the word of, of an, an aggregation site. Because if you're not, if you're not at least going to go down and do research into the specific uh, reviews that fed into those numbers, then you're, you're just using this tool incorrectly. So you already don't know how to use the thing that you're using. But go see it for yourself because even if even if Rotten Tomatoes had it at a two percent, and you went and saw it for yourself, and there, and you liked the movie, you would never know because you never gave it a chance. And Chris, have you ever seen a movie that was two percent on Rotten Tomatoes that you really liked? No, I don't know that I've seen a movie that was two percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Like, are you a big ballistic X versus Sever kind of? Guy? <laughs> what's well, okay. So what's what's Troll Two got on Rotten Tomatoes? Because I loves me some Troll Two.
0: All right, we're, I'm doing the
3: work. So um, but so
4: are you suggesting that this movie's so bad that it's good?
3: No, I'm not suggesting it is so bad. It's good. I'm suggesting that it's good, especially because Troll Two is good. Because well, so yeah, that's exactly. Good.
2: Real quick, yeah, Troll Two is at six percent on Rotten Tomatoes
3: and I will tell you every day of the week you need a sea troll too.
0: Justice if, if, League if you don't have far ahead of the pack at a thirty nine
3: percent. If you don't have Nilbog in your life, you're wrong. But anyway, <laughs> yeah. um I mean they brought the hope back. So everything that I have been decrying about this universe from the beginning, they're starting to correct. And I think it was when I was talking to Paul, I was like, This these these cinematic universes are an ocean liner. And when you correct course, these things don't turn on a dime. Yeah. And this was a right. great first step in correcting the whole of the universe. Wonder Woman was a great first step in 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 tone checking and saying yes, we figured out the direction we need to go. But Justice League, this was their chance to show that they understood what was missing from their their universe, and they're starting to turn that ship. It's going to take a little time, and I, this this all goes back to the other mistakes that have come before with them deciding to jump right into the team flick without doing you know an appropriate. Uh, World building before they do they do that. It, I don't I don't I hate I hate that that got labeled as the Marvel the Marvel uh, equation or whatever uh, or the Marvel way because it's it's not it's the way that makes sense. You start from the ground up. You start with little pieces before you get to the big piece. That just makes sense. Um, I don't know. I just it was it was a solid movie. Um, it had its issues, and we will. I, and I'm not going to deny any one of the issues that it had, but there are so many more things that it got right and i think that what they got right was more impactful than the things that they got wrong absolutely you should see the movie yourself and for me it's it's a good movie which if you've listened to anything on breaking the panel for the last couple years you know how that is a 180 of anything that you would expect me
2: to say right now i so wanted you to hate it (laughs) like actually i truly wanted you to to get your hope back man No, I wanted to just
1: wallow in his misery. Like, just, ah, this is glorious!
0: Just kick Uh, this poor Kansas boy when he's down.
1: uh, I guess I'll jump in. Um, I enjoyed it. I had a good time. When we get into the spoilers, I'll point out a couple things that I didn't care for so much, but for the most part, you know, the, the early reviews were saying that the character work was great, and I agree with that. I think the characters were solid. Flash is a huge surprise. Without getting into spoilers, but Flash is a huge, huge surprise. If you are sitting at home being like, "I've already got the CW show. I don't need to go see that movie," that uh, is Grant Gustin's Flash is not Ezra Miller's Flash. Not even close. Um, yeah, it's better. <laughs> well, that's that's an opinion Uh-oh. you might have.
0: I don't know, um, man. This Flash, as far as we know, doesn't have any stupid romantic entanglements. Well, that's CW. Well,
4: yeah, <laughs> that has nothing to do with the character. Yeah. Um,
1: Cyborg, uh, you know, I, I've been kind of pooping on the CGI for Cyborg up until this point. Actually not bad in the final product. I mean, there's a couple scenes that look a little super fake, but for the most part, uh, characterized pretty well. I was, re- I was really interested in the dichotomy of the character where he was he was kind of torn up about what had been done to him. You know, his origin story, basically, which is another thing I want to praise. They did an origin story without having to have a whole movie to do it. Thank you. Like a a round of applause for people who realize you don't need a whole movie to tell a simple story like that. But he uh, he comes around and, you know, obviously, Batfleck is great. Gal is great as as Wonder Woman. Yeah. So every uh, I was worried about Aquaman being a little too hillbilly aquaman like because the the trailers were like yeah as he's flying you know jumping off the Batmobile and stuff uh there was a little bit of that but it was not a bad amount of it it was a okay you know so this this arthur curry is a little rough around the edges and that's great but not like they didn't dumb him down or anything like that so yeah no i mean there there's some really great moments um the action for the most part is pretty solid like uh there's a lot of cgi i'm gonna be honest with you like if you're not a big fan of you know green screen and cgi might not enjoy it as much as people who are willing to look past that because it's a lot also of... not
0: all great cgi no.
1: yeah yeah no it's not all great and it's uh you know it's it's not seamless like other things have been you know what i mean but uh you might overall, have to keep
0: a very stiff upper lip I'm trying to <laughs> <laughs> Understand
1: this CGI. <laughs> <laughs> you know, honestly, like, okay, so everybody was talking about the Henry Cavill mustache thing and how it had to be CGI'd out. I didn't notice that really, like, it didn't gl- be a glaring thing to me as much as how many scenes Cavill is completely CGI, like where it's just a computer Superman. Yeah, spoiler, folks, Superman's in this movie if you didn't already know that because they weren't they were downplaying that in the trailers, but he he's in it. Duh.
0: He's also the best part of the movie.
1: Yeah. Uh, anyways, yeah, without getting into the spoilers, though, that's my take. Uh, definitely, like Chris said, a good course correction. I'm unsure about who's more responsible for that direction, whether it was Snyder, which I doubt, or Whedon, which I I do tend to think is probably the case, or even it could have been behind the scenes. It could have been John's, you know, coming in and, you know, maybe they shifted some things. I will say some of the dialogue-based scenes seemed a little tight, so I feel like they probably trimmed a lot lot of what they filmed Mm. because this was not as wordy as BVS was. Not by a long shot. Like, there's plenty of talking and exposition and everything, but this was not, like, you know, the Shakespearean play that BVS was trying to be. This was straightforward. (laughs) Forsooth,
0: Superman, dost thou bleed?
2: (laughs) Uh, What'd you like, Casey?
0: Without going into spoilers, I liked a lot of things. I thought the action was pretty much top-notch. The acting of the main Justice League cast was pretty great. I didn't care for the villain much at all. The plot kind of falls apart on its own, but appreciating it coming from a fan perspective, looking for you know, moments you would expect out of a JLA year one or the nail kind of a comic, you know, since it's mostly a league forming without a Superman. It was good. It's got it's got a lot of fun moments. I think as a whole it's it's alright, but if you look at it moment to moment I think I'll be watching it a couple of times in the years to come, which I can definitely not say for Man of Steel or Superman or even some of the other Marvel ones. So it's a it's a step in the right direction, and it's it's got rewatchability for me, and that's huge. Yep. Yeah. Yes. This,
3: this This is other than Wonder Woman. This will be the first DCEU movie that I will own in my house.
2: Ooh, nice. Uh, I was just teasing, Casey. I heard uh, heard what you said there. Uh, All right, Dennis, you, you've been sitting over there plotting our demise. What's up?
4: It wasn't a flaming dumpster fire, so that's something <laughs> positive, I guess. Uh, I would give it like a C minus. I won't see it again because I just don't care that much about it. Like it didn't do anything that blew my socks off. Yeah, some of the action was okay, but a lot of it was crap, which I'll explain more. Like at the end, something <laughs> happens that completely takes all tension out of the scene whatsoever. The CGI was really bad in a lot of spots. Uh, Cyborg was passable at times. The main character, the main villain, I should say. Uh, last of Us on PS3 has better CG than uh, Steppenwolf. Just to throw. He looked
0: out. like a villain out of Dark Souls. Yeah,
4: exactly. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yeah, Which is again a yeah. PS3, so last gen. <laughs> um, <laughs> the dialogue was wonky at times. Uh, the plot was super, super weak. Uh, the the parts that I liked the most were when they were talking to each other and having like team building moments. So those were some of the, but like, I don't like Superman that much anyways. And I didn't think his scenes did much of anything. One of the worst lines of dialogue, the you smell thing was in there. Lois Lane was there, but I don't, I don't, she doesn't do like, I love Amy Adams. I just didn't, I Lois Lane, that Lois Lane doesn't do anything for me, but meh, whatever.
2: Fair enough. Uh I was surprised. I honestly liked BBS, And so I, I did. You said like it was attempting to be this Shakespearean thing. And I get, I get that because what I liked about it was uh, the world building, the intrigue, the storytelling. Uh, I know we all have our disagreements on it, whatever. But this was the movie starts. We get a little bit of story, then go with the action. And it doesn't stop really until the end and i was surprised by that it, it was fine it was mm-hmm. fun I, I found that i enjoyed it honestly i liked it better than thor um thor right <laughs> right uh but and that's because i had more emotional ties to what happened with thor right i didn't have that much emotional ties here i was like this would be cool i saw some things that immediately wanted me to call chris wisdom like did you cry i know you cried because i did not see that coming that was awesome i know you're happy and we'll talk about that in the spoilers uh I don't. I don't really have any major nitpicks other than the two dumb people standing sitting behind me speaking in the theater. Uh, but I don't have anything major. Or happy. I, I. You know what? I tell you what. I'm Team Ezra all the way. Uh, Grant Gustin. You know, I. I hated him coming off of Glee. He just played this massive douchebag on Glee. So when he was cast as a flashlight, ah. I mean, I no actors are not their characters, but it's going to be really hard for me to shift into this character. And I ultimately did, but it was never just a, this is my, this is my flash. She was like, no, this is okay. He great. This is decent, but it is like you said, I definitely
0: understand where you're coming from Charles, because I'm expecting Batman to be like, how do you like them apples? (laughs) Well,
2: I get that. I was, there was something about his look this time and his demeanor. Uh, uh, batfleck you know it was you it liked was, his look no that i said there's something the about it left? that was oh, a little. Okay. i, I didn't not like it you know there was something that's like there's i can't put my finger on it you know, it's not like why, why is he wearing armor yeah.
4: yeah he doesn't like why they established
2: the speed force in the movie yeah, yeah. no that was cool No, i liked i liked Ezra Mill. i'm talking about batman uh his well bruce wayne's look There was something about bruce wayne's look that's like mm. i don't know there's not there's nothing i can put my finger on that was wrong with it it's just something that it was more Jersey Girl, but, you know, Affleck than than last Batman Affleck. I don't know.
4: Maybe you guys can uh, tell me this. Why did they go back to a costume where he can't turn his head? <laughs> I don't like know. why That's why did funny. they think that was a good idea?
0: Maybe because the last good Batman movie was Batman Returns. No. Well then, so, okay. So, what? so you're, what? Just, okay, you're just okay.
4: you just all
1: right. We don't have time to talk about like, <laughs> all the wrong you just threw out there this on this panel. But we're bringing that up on breaking the panel the next time we
3: come back. <laughs> so after right after the Thanksgiving holiday. Yeah. <laughs> you, you, I'm going to beat your ass, boy. Oh, maybe this will be the cover of the deal. The cover of the discussion.
2: <laughs> Jeez. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, so, so, um I didn't. Uh, actual Martha didn't really have a whole point at all in it. It didn't feel like Um uh, but I, I yeah. How much? How much did Diane Lane get paid to contribute
1: nothing to the plot?
3: Hmm. Uh, and I you say, know what she go ahead, go ahead, Chris. You know what she did contribute to me? Hotness. A, a basic misunderstanding <laughs> of Kansas geography. That's what she. That's what she did for me in this movie. <laughs> like I have no idea how she got from where she was in this right? beat up old pickup truck to maybe about two yeah. or three hours later. I. Yeah. Sorry, I
0: still have weird Diane Hotness flashbacks from seeing her in Judge Dredd. <laughs> I mean, that's
1: fair. She's still a lovely woman, <laughs> but... Little... Yeah, no. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, as old as
1: my mom. So? No? So she's, she's not my mom? <laughs> uh,
3: she's too
2: old for you, Dennis. There's no such thing.
1: Uh,
0: <laughs> no.
2: no, 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 no. Um, uh, now, there was a controversy about the the Amazons. Amazonians. And they're out. I thought you were going to say the Martha boxes. No. <laughs> <laughs> the mother boxes. Uh, no, there was a controversy. I saw it right before I went to the theater about, you know, and Dennis, I think you had commented or Travis, somebody commented and you responded. I about, did. Yeah. About uh, what's the, you know, the controversy. And of course they changed the outfits and Travis's defense was, well, they change outfits every movie. And you made a good point about, well, I don't really read the comics. But yeah, you know, warriors don't usually expose their most vulnerable bits going into battle. Now, was that for the a new Wonder Woman film? Because honestly, in this film, you just don't see enough of the Amazonians.
1: So I okay, I I when Travis from Blazing Defender posted about like, or, you know, there's a bit of outrage about this, like blah blah blah. What do you guys think? And I was like, I think it's a fair complaint, not having seen the film. And then I saw the All film, right. and I was like. No, that's it's it's really not a valid complaint because it was cherry picking of pictures. And I might upset some people by saying that, but like what they were comparing was Amazonian battle arm you know, armor and their like quote unquote civvies, you know, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um we didn't we didn't spend time in the town this time around, you know what I mean? So the only women or the only Amazonians that I saw that were like scantily clad in that style were a very special set of four, I think it was four or six of them that were, they are going for a strong woman type thing. You know what I mean? Like they're playing off the strong man, you know, like carnival concept mm-hmm. of having, you know, really like clothing that really accentuates their muscular, you know, their muscular aspect um, because they had a very specific role and I'm trying not to spoil that. So when I saw it, I was like, no, I mean, this movie was full of fully, you know, fully armor clad, badass Amazonian women and they were great. I mean, they, they put up a great fight. I thought that was fantastic. So I think that this film continued the, the pedigree of Wonder Woman establishing the Amazonians as being able, you know, some of the greatest warriors in the yeah, in the universe that we've established so far, and appropriately clad in almost every situation.
3: Yeah, um,
4: that was yeah, the point I was put getting up to. They a good fight.
0: Yeah. yeah, they got slaughtered in droves,
4: man. They were good yeah, but, at running away. Well, they cause, were cause trying cause to... their weapons were
2: completely ineffective. All right, let's that hold We got out. Let's nice hold that, that they were part. Given.
4: Get the. Get, let's get hold. Out.
2: Let's hold that part because we're gonna easily slide hold, it into spoilers. Hold. Stephen Wilson has
4: got really high AC, definitely.
2: Yeah,
4: <laughs> but now so a big hole in his face.
2: <laughs> but Greatest warriors, my ass. <laughs> that's exactly the I was getting to. Was uh, that the the picture that was used to complain about this was some kind of. Really dumb promotional shot. Like, why would you feature them all around on couches, you know, in these poses wearing almost nothing when that has nothing yeah. to do with the film? That was bad marketing uh, when it came to the film. It's not like that. Well, and I,
3: I didn't see where the, the picture originated from. Like, was that an actual piece of marketing that was given out or that was like a cast shot I don't know. that got passed around somewhere and somebody got a hold of it? I'm because not it's sure. not a picture that I had seen before. So it's definitely wasn't wide marketing.
1: Yeah. Well, Uh, so now if you, if somebody wants to have a conversation about those civvies, you know what I mean? Like the, the, the really, the basically what is just cloth wrapping around certain parts of their uh, physique.
0: It's hot in Greece, man.
1: (laughs) That was super funny. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Uh, I I just like letting Casey wither on the vine once in a while. Uh, if you want to have a conversation about that being, you know, that's a different conversation. But they didn't change up the costuming for this film; it was more of the same. You know, they mm-hmm. that, and that's my point. It's like the accusation was that they changed up the costuming in this movie. That's not the case. It's it's consistent. Yeah. It's it's all the same kind of armor, and you know, a lot of it is not particularly revealing. It all seems it's everything seems on the up and up as far as the the film itself. Now, the marketing materials that could be a very different thing. Yeah.
0: Yeah, whatever happened with that... Aqu- you guys remember that poster? It said, Unite the Seven, but there's only six heroes in the movie? Yeah. Are we there's... counting... Is Alfred a member of the Justice League?
3: <laughs> no, so they've gone back. There's, I mean, it's all speculation at this point, because even when that, that poster broke, there was speculation. Are they talking about seven heroes, or are they talking about it's Arthur, and it's going to have something to do with Atlantis, and it's the seven seas? And so that speculation is still... It's either that, or they cut a hero. And so there's there's speculation as oh maybe Green Lanterns had a bigger part in the movie that got cut with this this supposed hour plus that's sitting on the editing room floor somewhere. If it's Aquaman. That I will never oh no, you can
2: see writer's cut coming out. Yeah.
3: Sorry Dan. Well they said there wasn't going to be a Snyder cut. Yeah, every time they've said that something's come out but I don't I, I the only reason that you want a Snyder cut to come out is because you want to tank the DVD sales as well.
2: <laughs> uh, maybe actually, uh, uh, extended yeah. edition. I just wanted the extra stuff in it. So.
1: I mean, I think they're they're. I don't have a problem with them putting out a extended, you know, with some more exposition or whatever. That's fine. Um, I think this theatrical cut, as we saw it, is solid. Like you said, Charles, it flows. You know what I mean? It's it's basically action bit to action bit with a little bit of downtime in between, but not so much that it loses momentum at any point. Yeah, I'd be interested to see somebody else's version of the film, though. I mean, if there's, a... I,
3: go ahead, Chris. I, I worry about saying that because in the past we've said exactly the opposite. Well, but in, <laughs> like when they sell us on this movie and they say there's not going to be an extended cut in the, the in the past the,
1: in the past those. Extended cuts, they were selling as the bandage, though. Yeah. That's the difference. Like, I'm fine with the theatrical cut, and I'd be interested to see what else they had or somebody else's take on it, because the theatrical cut was fine. It, it, like Dennis said, like Dennis didn't particularly like it from the sound of it, but it wasn't a complete pile of trash. You know what I mean? And so mm-hmm. I, I feel a lot better about you selling an expanded or altered experience when the original release was successful, or at least executed... To a, a positive result,
3: rather than I don't know. Yeah, I don't know that you'll get it though, because the amount of money that they're going to have to sink into finishing because i've heard i've heard that there's a whole lot of cyborg that got left on the floor and it's unfinished cyborg and when a movie is this much cgi and green screen if it didn't make it into the movie how much of it's unfinished and yeah, that's yeah. all extra production yeah. costs that you're gonna have to do when this movie already isn't performing like you wanted it to
0: would it yeah, be we, t- m- we don't want another wolverine origins unfinished work print do we? Yeah. Yeah. yeah would it uh, be well, more I mean- or less
4: than what they spent on the mustache because really <laughs> yeah. they're willing to spend it on something so stupid
1: I want to wait for the spoilers to dig into the, the CGI aspect thing, but I have more to say on that front. Well, it
2: sounds like uh, now's a good time to jump into that. Uh, we've got a break, and then coming out of the break, we actually have some audio to play, and we'll move on to the spoilers. So if you haven't seen it yet, now's a good time to hit pause and come back after you've seen the film.
4: Snape kills Dumbledore. <laughs>
2: and we're back and i want to start with two things first uh really light note uh, and we can discuss it and then i'll go on to the audio we got audio to play here but uh, speaking of audio i noticed the classic worked in a little remixed but the classic recognizable batman and superman theme songs all up in oh man and mm-hmm. I, I really enjoyed that And i thought chris i thought you would really enjoy that part of the music oh yeah definitely
1: yeah, I mean, Chris expressed that he was really stoked about that when we talked
2: about that several weeks ago. I know. And then I forget, because <laughs> that's what I do. And then right. I heard it, I went, Chris, you're happy. I'm glad you're happy, man.
3: And I mean, it, but to, to be I'm, fair, though, I mean, I was a little ap- apprehensive um, with the description that was given by Danny Elfman himself as how he used the the Superman theme initially. Because um, there were a couple, he used it in a couple places. And one of them was when he came back, it was kind of a distorted version of it when Superman like that awesome Superman.
0: episode of Batman Beyond where they play the animated
3: theme and it's all slow and creepy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I was a little apprehensive but he I I should have let Danny do his thing because Danny does it well.
2: Well it worked and, and I was happy. And then we'll go on to other spoilers. But this I saved it for the spoiler because I didn't know if it was spoiler filled or if it was uh safe to play in the first part. But Jason Goss of DC on screen, they couldn't be here tonight. But here is Jason's take on the film. Hello, all. Um, I'll keep this brief.
5: It will not come to much of a surprise uh, to anyone who's actually talked to me over the last couple of years that uh, I've, I've liked these movies. And uh, what well, do you know? I really like this one, too. Um, but I've, I've liked a lot of the iterations of these characters as they've done them. I know they're different. I know that's not what we we're all expecting. But... um. For the most part, it's worked for me because I wanted kind of a different take after all this time. But I didn't just want a different take; I wanted a different take, and I was kind of betting the house on what I finally saw this weekend. Because I, I know this has been a hopeless Superman. It's never been my my favorite part about it. I just wanted to explore another side of him, and I got got to play in that sandbox a little bit, and then I finally get this guy. That to me is finally the payoff that I was. I, I, I was nervous. I mean, I was really nervous because if that if that didn't happen, if we walked out of here with you know. Uh, some hopeless jerk, uh, I, I, I wasn't going to know what to do with myself, but this is finally the guy that we, we all loved. This is finally like a Christopher Reeve, uh, level of hope that I've, I've, God, we needed that. And it, just like with Christopher Reeve, it seems it comes at a cost. Um, if you're going to have a hopeful Superman, you have to have bad CGI, that must I I don't I don't have an explanation for that mustache I don't it whatever you're gonna say no matter how harsh I've got you 100% and overall the CGI just wasn't great Steppenwolf looked weird and there's some complaints that he's kind of a bad villain I don't think he's bad necessarily uh he's stock I think he's just very rote I think we've seen him a hundred times before but uh that didn't even really annoy me frankly I've seen some bad (laughs) way worse villains than that um it, it, it wasn't even particularly distracting. I mean, you know, his face was. Uh, as for everyone else, Wonder Woman, great as always, or great as she has been. Um, Batman, s- still really like uh, Affleck's version, and that first scene is maybe the most BTS thing I've ever actually gotten to see with a real person. Uh, Ezra Miller's The Flash, eye-opening. Man, that guy's that guy's great. Uh, Aquaman, I think we all fall in love with him, too. Um, and yeah. it, uh, the overall tone shift the the, where we finally edged toward a little you know a little bit of humor being okay i really loved it anyway the uh cgi is hopeless superman is finally hopeful this was the thing i was finally waiting for guys i really hope you liked it
2: thanks well it was uh spoiler free there and the summary (laughs) is easily said superman's hopeful cgi was hopeless that's jason's take on it
1: are we going to talk about the, the missile salvo that just got aimed at Chris with that clip?
2: <laughs> <laughs> nope. That seemed very serious.
1: that seemed like a targeted strike right at all of Chris's biggest complaints. That was great, though. He did address them, though.
2: I, I, will say, I, I will say those guys love the DC films, and they, they love the universe, and they picked out the problems. But they've gotten a lot of pushback from a lot of people, including Chris, but like Chris, who, not my Superman and this and that and the other, and I think that was just him kind of coming off of that, going, "Yeah, how you like the movie now? It's much better." Mm-hmm. So I'm putting words in his mouth. But I don't know. Uh, I will give my my. Uh, you know what? I'll I'll start off the spoilers, and you guys can roll from there. Chris, the second the second I saw the lanterns in the the storytelling Ooh. scene, it got a little bit of a boner, and then I thought of you, which is weird. I know. Wow.
4: <laughs> Are you sure it wasn't the other way around? Because that's normally it, how it happens. It's really
2: not it's it's not weird for that to have happened. I just, I like, I'm excited about the lanterns actually being on the screen. One lantern actually. I only saw one. Uh but uh they, I know how much Chris weren't you wearing a lantern shirt to go see this film? I was wearing a lantern shirt to see this film.
0: The Blue Lantern of Hope.
2: Yes, yes, yes. So uh but that, that was fun. Uh you know what, Casey? Go ahead. Hit something, hit your favorite spot, hit the spot you hated, do something here, man.
0: Well, I don't want to step over Chris and talk about Superman a whole bunch, but he was far and away my favorite part of this movie. Um, I'm not as big a Superman fan as Chris is, but I am a huge fan of Captain America and a lot of characters like him, so I can appreciate a a good old-fashioned return to truth and justice, if not the American way. (laughs) Although they were fighting in Russia at the climax,
4: but still, point stands. (laughs) Can you, was there enough of him in that one movie of my for you po- to say he's switched over to truth and justice in the American way just because he made that one comment at the end?
0: I mean, it's not even just that. It was stuff like he would fly and he'd be like, this guy's still giving you trouble. Like, it's very, you know, it was stuff like that. And then the post credit scene of him and the Flash having your classic Silver Age race. I mean, that was stuff that just made my inner fanboy, like, explode with glee. That's the Superman I I and I'm sure I speak for Chris when I say this. have really wanted to see on screen all along for the first time in almost forty years.
2: Yep. All right, Chris. You know what? Go ahead. Pour your heart out here.
3: I a, absolutely. I mean, Casey already nailed it. That's this is this is all I've been asking for. Is give me don't don't give me. The minority view of Superman, this thing that happened in one or two issues and try to sell it to me as this is this is the commonplace Superman. I said it before when we did the BVS review, if you would have just told me that this was an Elseworlds movie, fine, all in and I can enjoy the movie more. But that's not what you did. You said this is this is the new Superman. Mm -hmm. And that's not that should never be Superman. Like even even in some of those Elseworlds comics, it doesn't matter. Like Red Sun. It's just the same. It's it's the same take as the uh, Secret Empire cap, as Hydra cap. Like those 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 high ideals and those things that you love about Superman and Captain America still shine through in that character. You just don't like him because he's got him for the other team, but he still has those those personifications, those those personifications of ideals and morals. Um, you just have to look at him from a different point of view. You, I, I didn't get any of that with Superman now. One of the problems that I had with Superman in this and where I feel like maybe they overcorrected a little too quickly um, or overcorrected and did it too quickly is because of what we are left with in continuity because of Man of Steel and BBS both like that was a breakneck 180 that they pulled with Superman. Um, it's it's a little hard to reconcile all of that with this this hopeless daddy issue ridden Superman to now the Superman that I've been asking for from the beginning. I'm happy that the change happened, but that is that's, that's something that, that that's a problem to reconcile with, with this, this these movies. Um, Jason was right. All the other characters played really well. Um, Ezra Miller, I don't have a problem with his portrayal of Flash if we would have just called him Wally West instead of Barry Allen. I don't understand why they didn't just make that change because this character plays way more into Wally West's wheelhouse than it does Barry Allen. Because everybody always talks, people that don't understand Barry Allen or think, or their only exposure to Barry Allen, I guess I should say, is from CW's Flash. Like, yeah, Barry jokes and he's fun and he's ha-ha. He was always Hal Jordan's straight man. And that's that's what they always compare it to. So, well, you look at Green Lantern and and, uh, and Flash, they were always joking around, though. No, Barry was the straight man to Hal's joking around. Jo- Hal was the guy that didn't take the job seriously. Barry always pretty much took the job seriously. He had quip every once in a while, but he was pretty serious. And Wally came along and as Kid Flash, he was the quip master. He was the funny one. He was, he was again, the, the funny guy to over
0: time, flashes just get progressively less serious and more funny. Cause after Wally
3: you get impulse, who is right. the
0: most ridiculous.
3: <laughs> exactly. So the, I, that's the only, that's the only negative that I can say about, uh, Ezra Miller's flashes. I just wish that change would have happened uh, other than the costuming. I'm not a fan of that armor. I there's, mm, I just, I don't like it. Um, it does not look aerodynamic in the least. <laughs> um, then, uh, Batman, again, um, Affleck did a really great job. I really feel like a lot of the rumors that we've been talking about over the last few months is to whether or not he's going to be leaving the franchise sooner than expected. Um, that escape route was laid out pretty well in this movie. Um, and I don't know if that was by design. Um, and then, you know, this lends credibility to those rumors, especially with the new ones with Jake Gyllenhaal, Uh, Matt Reeves already talking about Jake Gyllenhaal taking over. Um, because they really set it up for how broken and, and old this Bruce Wayne is and how much And yeah, now we can get baby for. face Batman. Yeah. Um Wonder Woman, wonderful. Uh No, Donnie Dark Knight. Ah! Oh, <laughs> come on. They, they all they already they all they all did their characters justice. Um I was really happy with the portrayal of Cyborg. Um finally they got a character like this character is where I feel like all of this stuff, all of the angst and and self doubt that they plugged into Superman in the last two movies, this is where it belonged. This is where they focused it in this movie, and and this is where it's shown through as a true as a true uh, piece of character work. Um, I think he had the most growth out of everything in the movie. Um, other than that, without uh, sorry guys, I am kind of prattling here. <laughs> Um, and I did, and I did roll tear. I did roll tears oh, a couple God. times. Uh, and they were all, they were all Superman related. I'm not, I'm not going to lie.
2: Tell, one, tell lie. us one of the times that you, that you cried a little bit.
3: Uh, that, that, at the end in the third act when he showed up. And and that that all that all you hear that uh, that line of uh, is this guy still giving you trouble? Now I agree with Casey. He and I talked offline. I I feel like uh, this looks like a job for Superman. Is a line that should have been yes, worked into the movie. That, and I, I would thought,
0: have even tried to go for up up and
3: away
4: uh, at man, the I,
3: very end. Uh, even, no, I don't even know at the very end that could have worked right there with the kids doing their podcast at the beginning. But Man. this looks like a job for Superman would have worked right at the end instead of, is this guy still giving you trouble? And I would have bawled like a baby, snot just down my chest. But.
2: <laughs> now, that that was a huge pet peeve of mine. It's not a podcast. I'm keeping my language straight here. But it's not a podcast. We just my- They could have oh. edited the audio later. Well, you don't no. know. Kids are savvy these no, days. No, everybody's calling their YouTube crap podcast. It's not a podcast. It's not. It's a YouTube cast. It's a it's, okay, uh, Grandpa. I know, Nobody it's, cares. Yeah. <laughs> <Breaking my day. laughs> Dennis? So, so this this thing wasn't a dumpster fire, but it definitely didn't uh, get you all hot and bothered like Deadpool. What's it was up? just
4: it was just whatever to me. I mean, it didn't do anything. Like it's the same. MacGuffin crap and now I don't know a ton about DC stuff but I know like I talked to Travis afterwards because like okay before I crap all over this movie can you clear up a few things for me just so I'm like I'm not getting stuff wrong I was like do the like I've seen the animated movies I was like mother boxes were just like transports right they weren't like some weird terraforming thing which by the way yeah they're 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 little they're talking
0: computers that can make big explosive teleport holes but
4: uh I guess that they really liked the plot from uh, Superman, so they were like, okay, well, we'll just do that again, where it's a big giant device that's trying to terraform the planet to meet the main villain's needs, because it's whatever. But again, like the, the, the my favorite fight was the one which obviously Joss Whedon did, which was the Superman versus everyone else, because that had the most like levity and like just neat factors like especially when the flash is running around and superman's eyes slowly start following him and flash because he's uh, almost as fast except he's not but anyways um (laughs) but then like the last fight like it was whatever and then superman showed up and i was like oh well there that goes no more tension because nothing's gonna he's just so more powerful than anything else that it's just whatever it's it's fine it was just fine Uh, it didn't do anything new or exciting or special in any way whatsoever the dialogue was like i said like i said in the non-spoiler cast like there wasn't anything it wasn't awful like bvs it just didn't do anything that was like oh yeah you should totally go out and see this just wait for it on dvd you won't miss anything
2: i uh i'll admit with the the superman part chalk it up to a little bit of lack of sleep or whatever then when he woke up and he instantly was like super angry and ready to fight everybody. I didn't understand that part. It was a little disjointed to me. He'd been dead for like a year. I read – I have well, – that's one of the few novels I have. Not the graphic novel. The actual novel of the death and life of Superman. Ooh, the book it's, book it's, version. It's Look Death and retur- It's death and return and it is a
3: horrible truncation of a lot of stuff. More like juncation
4: – I didn't really like that resurrection part either. Like, they could have done it, like, like where he... Like, if they would have opened up the coffin and he wasn't in it, and he was actually just hiding out because he was tired of everyone freaking hating him. Yeah, maybe he was in the Fortress of Solitude. And he's just like, oh, yeah, no, I hear you guys were looking for me, so, like, whatever. Like, that would have been... I don't know. That that whole resurrection thing, I didn't... uh, It was just, like, some plot device that they needed to have happen because whoever wrote BVS was stupid and decided to kill him in the end of the movie.
0: Yeah, also, why did they have to time that perfectly? Couldn't they have just put it in the water and then shocked it? What about the timing was so or sensitive? Or if he
4: messed up, you could just do it again? <laughs> like, just pick it up, throw it in the air again? Like, whoop-de-doo.
1: Yeah, I mean, there there was a clear handful of plot holes with some of that stuff, but yeah. Or at least...
4: And then, of course, no one, like, remembered the mother box afterwards? It's like, oh, let's just go check on Superman. Can't have Flash, just <laughs> go just get it left it, real it fast. in the
2: parking lot. Yeah. <laughs>
4: and then Steppenwolf Wolf just takes it they should have just put like a comedic sound effect
2: on it like yeah no that that was you know. i that was the third one was weak and i was i was expecting more bvs in the timing of it right that was spread out over Weeks, really. I mean, if you really go back to the extended cut and they're talking about the desert stuff, it, I mean, that whole movie took place for weeks, if not a little bit longer. And that's what I kind of was expecting here with, like, Avengers. You know, if I, I, I obviously haven't watched Avengers in a while, so I'm say it felt like it took a minute to build the team to have them come together to then fight, whereas this was in a few days, and the first time you see Steppenwolf, which I admit, it was weird. The, that whole CGI John Steppenwolf, I was like... It's just kind of weird. It's isn't. It's just odd. Um, yeah, I don't. So with Steppenwolf,
1: I don't understand why they didn't just do like a Ronin type thing. Yeah, like get a a physically big guy to you know portray the part.
0: Lee Pace isn't even that big. They just made him huge. Uh,
1: and that's Lee Pace, fine. Lee Pace is tall though. Like he's tall and and relatively lanky. You know what I mean. So he's got the physique. But, like, yeah, no, just why didn't they get a guy like that and put him in, you know, practical armor and everything? I don't know.
2: Yeah, I I, I don't know. Uh, But the timing of it, when he he shows up and it's the Amazonians, and for some reason I just didn't expect that. That piece was a little weird for me, but then when he gets the box, I'm like, holy crap, we haven't even built the team yet. The timing, my my tired brain was going, how are we going to time this? Well, then it turns out the whole movie takes place in, like, 24 hours. I mean, it's very fast time-pacing, maybe 48 hours. It's very, uh, very Did fast. Did you say pacing. it was very fast? Ba- no, <laughs> no. No, no, no. <laughs> dude, chill there, Casey. You're fired. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, Casey, what was uh, your ultimate favorite moment of the movie?
0: Superman fighting Steppenwolf is probably the top. After that, I would say near the beginning when Wonder Woman's introduced and actually blocking bullets at super speed which was something that we hadn't actually seen in her own movie because it had that Yeah, that's 100- why I was confused. I had to ask Travis, down. I was like,
4: does she have super speed? Because, like, how the hell was she moving that fast? Because I don't remember her being that fast. Oh, but yeah. He's like, oh, yeah, she does. She's real like, fast. Oh, okay mm-hmm.
0: But I really like that, especially because she didn't... Not that, like, I'm pretty sure she would have been able to get every one, but she got most of them, and the ones that she didn't get, she was able to move people out of the way still. Mm-hmm. Like, it was just a very mm-hmm. heroic moment. <laughs> and it wasn't, like, too much. Although I'm still not content with the clanking the bands thing. I don't get what that's, that's her about,
1: god power. But, <laughs> yeah, that's her ulti. Yeah, okay. Yeah.
2: As she builds <laughs> up to the, the three levels of power and then hits X, Y, and left button.
0: She's just been playing too much Chun Li and uh,
2: Now, I will say, I'm with you, Dennis. I wish they had touched on the speed a little bit in the first film because while I've read some Wonder Woman, not, not a ton, honestly, nothing that ever used her speed. And the animations I've seen, they never touch on her speed. That threw me off as well. I was like, "Wait a minute, we've got the flashes. Why is she moving around like she's..."
0: Her arch nemesis is literally a cheetah. Lady. Know she's that have some speed. That's
2: what I'm saying. I don't know <laughs> that. They, I just wish they touched on it some in the first film because that's my major education on Wonder Woman, personally. I'm okay. not saying she's that's wrong. Fair. I'm saying I'm saying the man who put her down is wrong. Down with the man.
1: That. Yeah, um, I'm just gonna leave three. that one alone.
2: <laughs> yeah, this movie needed more tr. When they focused <laughs> in in the opening scene where she's blocking bullets, and they zoomed in our tr, like throw it, throw it. I want to see you throw that thing.
3: <laughs> yeah, nope. Nah, she just uses yeah. it for headbutts, baby.
1: Yeah, yeah
2: <laughs> God. favorite favorite moment, man.
1: Oh, let's see, favorite moment. Mm, it's difficult uh i i agree with what chris said about cyborg Uh, i really enjoyed you know the way his his character arc which i thought was really well threaded in the rest of the plot of the film you know what i mean like he was you got his origin story without it you know taking over the whole show but at the same time you got a sufficient amount of background you know what i mean he's not happy about having you know this done to him And, and whatnot. And, uh, the alien technology is really screwing with his head. And so he's still trying to figure out a lot of things. I really liked that. I thought that was really well done. Um, I think favorite like overall scene or aspects. Um, I'm 50, 50 on that fight after uh, Superman's resurrected, to be honest, just because, uh, I think it could have been better and it could have had less CGI. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But, yeah, no, uh, I guess I would say um, probably that first fight as a team with with Steppenwolf uh, in the, the cavern or the building that has yeah. the cavern underneath it or whatever the hell it was. Um, I really, I loved the moments when they were, like, figuring out how can we sync up powers and stuff, you know what I mean? Like, how can we tag team stuff to solve problems? That's my favorite thing about a super team type, you know what I mean? type movie and i think you they do that a couple times. <laughs> no i hate that's the incredible yeah, I, I i i don't enjoy them um that's a whole conversation for another time
3: uh, <laughs> but yeah there's so many kids in that theater <laughs> no
1: no my my beef is that like i just it, it's a rip off of the genre and i didn't care for that you know what i mean and, like, the characters aren't interesting to me because they're literally just direct lifts of other characters.
0: All right, I'm really not ready to get into <laughs> this yeah. with you right now, Paul. Oh, no. Yeah,
1: no, yeah, no, but anyways. Well, you guys kept saying, you know, you keep talking. Anyways, um, what I didn't care for, this is going to be my big beef moment. The CGI is a big pet peeve for me in this movie. Like, I don't understand all the soundstage shots when it's just them in costume having conversations. With... with that- clearly artificial backgrounds. You know what I mean? That
4: is fair. What are you talking about? That video game better. background like, at what? the end was just super interesting for so many reasons. It was great. Right. <laughs> it wasn't yeah. complete <laughs> shit.
1: Right. Uh, I, I I don't know if those were the reshoots from no. Joss. You know what I mean? Or what? Like if that was the plan the whole time. I, I think these films need to stop doing that. Like Shoot on location once in a while. You You guys can afford it. You know what I mean? I mean, it's not like Warner Brothers or Marvel, because Marvel's guilty of doing it a bit now, too. It's not like none of you have, you don't have more money than God. You know what I mean? Like, come on, go shoot on location, get all those shots done in a couple days. (laughs) I mean, I just, I didn't get it. Um, Because it looks so, because the colorization, Mm -hmm. I've never been any place that looks like half the places that they have these weird conversations. And I'm not even talking about once the weird hive thing goes up. You know what I mean? Yeah, just in general, like the the real world doesn't look the way these films try to make it look, and it's confusing. But yeah, that was it. Um, overall, yeah, I still really like the character work.
2: All yeah, that. Stuff I was, was good. honestly surprised by uh, Cyborg, and because I mean, he in the the trailers that we talked about, and of course, you know, I tried to avoid the trailers after that, uh, but he really looked bad in the first trailers they put out. So when I got to this movie, I, I was pleasantly mm-hmm. surprised, I guess. Like, huh, for the most part, looks decent. It looks pretty good. Uh, the way he acted, that I was very, very surprised by. I thought they were going to do this over-the-top, angry guy, mad at the world that has to be kind of dealt with and taught that. Nope, he was. He had a little bit of, of quiet anger. You know, he was obviously, like one of you said earlier, uh, figuring mm-hmm. out his place in the world and how it's going to work and I I was pleasantly surprised. I'm still not a huge fan yet of the character, uh, of this iteration of the character. Uh, Barry Allen, for the most part, I really dug the Flash and how he did things. There are moments where he's a little too broken, a little too odd, but I love that he kept trying to fit in, and he finally got his fist bump at the end. I think that might be my favorite part, was he finally got his little fist bump at the end (laughs) from Cyborg. Bull, your favorite part was the booyah
3: because that's the cyborg you know is the video game playing pizza eating dork
2: it is but that's yeah. not the guy they did so when they threw booyah in it just felt off to me you know i got where they're going no I, I to that end though you might be making fun of me i don't know too tired to care but <laughs> when they do the little the little moments with everybody and he does the actual chest plate that we recognize from the animation
0: for that, about half a second,
2: for about mm-hmm. half a second yeah yeah I was like, no, that's the cyborg. Yeah, that's the cyborg I know a little bit. I also,
1: the, the other thing I liked about that scene is it showed that there's probably some reconciliation with his father. Yes. Like, mm-hmm. yes. Which was, because, you know, th- this is a tight film, you know what I mean, time-wise. So I liked that there were these moments where like they did a lot of storytelling just visually, they didn't really linger on it, and that was one of those moments that stood out to me, and I really dug that.
4: Yeah, but his good dad is so dumb, like, you'd think after he was told that, you know, by c- creating Terminators, he was going to end the world. And then he makes that. <laughs> like <laughs> That's a deep reference.
0: Dennis. Damn you, Miles Dyson. I yep. knew,
1: I knew there was a reason we had you here instead of Phil,
2: because Phil would not well, he, have opened. He owns it. He's just never DVD seen it. That
4: and that's true. Yeah. He's <laughs> never <laughs> seen
2: that movie. Yeah. that That's horribly sad. Uh, who haven't I asked? Dennis, did you have a favorite moment? Did you have a moment like, you know what? This was really cool.
4: Um, like I said I like the scenes where they're where where the team is sitting down and sort of trying to formulate a plan and then I know like the the Superman versus the Justice League part at least had some cool moments for me. It had some other weird parts like a moving lip because they don't know how to get rid of a mustache but <laughs> um but I would say Aquaman
0: sitting on the truth lasso maybe.
4: Yeah, I was I was confused <laughs> about that cuz okay. I was like I thought it had to be a wrapped around you for it to work. I didn't know just touching it works but I guess that's the thing. But yeah, like that's that stuff.
3: Uh, yeah. Cause um, that happened in wonder woman, Steve Trevor, like I thought they had it around, around him at one point. He was just holding it.
0: Right.
4: Oh, okay. Okay.
0: If you think about it, that whole fight could have been avoided since Superman grabbed onto the lasso. He probably should have realized exactly who he was immediately.
2: Well, she even said, remember who you are or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: But it, didn't work until his girlfriend got out of the car. Big
2: guns. Which,
4: by the way, she called him Clark with the cop standing yeah. right there. Yo. I have that
3: written in down on my and notes. And earlier,
4: Batman talks to Alfred while the criminal is standing there. <laughs> that part yeah. too. Like, no, you guys are just awesome. You're doing a bang-up job here.
3: At that part, I wrote down how much money buys a cop's silence. <laughs> and there was more than one cop. There were two. You know,
0: <laughs> Yeah, and one of them was the original Jimmy Olsen.
3: The the other thing for me though too was
1: like, okay, so it how do how do you explain Superman and Clark Kent coming back to life at the same time?
2: <laughs> Say, uh, yeah,
1: amnesia. No, I mean like it just. No, just do soap geez. opera. It works. I'm <laughs> like, I, I was with all of it until he was back in his Clark attire, and he was up, you know it
4: looked like he was back at work or whatever, and I'm like, come on, man, you you can't. Or twin brother, just go with twin. Name him Lark <laughs> or Blark. And My name's no Blark. And Kent. Blark. Kent. Was it okay? So was it
3: was it amnesia? Wasn't that what it was, Casey? Uh, I mean, did he get hit with a coconut on Gilligan's Island? Is that no, 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 there? no? In Death and Return, is that how they brought him back? That he was trapped in rubble and got pulled out, and he had amnesia. Oh, I don't
0: remember. It. I don't remember how they justified Clark coming back, but I mean, Superman wasn't even dead; he was just in a coma.
3: That's like no, right. another thing they could. Well, no, but he was—he I... was dead to them. He was dead to the world, yeah. and they both came back to. And I think that was how they explained it in the comics: was he was Clark was trapped in rubble and had amnesia or something after when he was he came back. But you are still like you are like the most well-known reporter on the face of the planet. Somebody didn't realize he were Clark Kent, right? <laughs> but so I am sure it'll be something weak like that. Uh, if, or they if just they
0: never are, bring uh, it up and treat exactly. it as normal.
3: We, we don't talk about it. Yeah. Um, I, me, I had. So the final fight scene was one of my favorites, as well as the Clark waking up. But for me, it was more about uh, moments in the movie versus scenes. Mm-hmm. Um, like Lois's monologue at the end of the movie. That was like a handwritten "We're sorry we got it wrong" letter to the fans. And that's how it sounded, and I'm I I stand by that's what that was. Very cathartic, really. Yeah, um, and then there were just little character things that that really. Uh... So the the hell yeah thing from uh, from Aquaman, I wasn't really down with that. I hated. I, I really did too, <laughs> my man. But I'm, I'm pretty sure that at least a couple times, Momoa channeled Maui in the movie, and I heard at least two Chahoo's! <laughs> 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 and I. You're welcome. Um, <laughs> yeah, dude, if he
1: had a you're welcome line, that would have been icing on the cake. This, this, um, this is yep, my Aquaman, yep. oh,
3: man, man. <laughs> I the other I two just seen things that got it for me was uh, when Wonder Woman walks in on Bruce and he's trying to take his his top off and he pulls it up from his back. Like yeah. that is one of my all time favorite uh, Alex Ross pieces. Yes, the black and white. You know, the black and white when you see all the scars and everything on Bruce's back. And that's. If that wasn't an homage to that, I, I don't know how you could say it wasn't. Um, and then, so my absolute favorite character moment—it it put me in—I was like, "I'm Superman." When they are at the farm, and there's the close-up between Clark and Lois, and it and it's like real tight on Superman's face, on his right eyebrow. He's got one wonky eyebrow hair, and I'm like, "That's me. That's me." Like every day of my life, I'm always having to correct this one eyebrow hair. I'm like, "That's that's my Superman. Yeah, like, what's I'm what's Superman."
4: Can we can we mute his microphone now, please? Like, <laughs> no. Is that not enough? We're reason? just gonna pretend. Like, he what, said, "What
1: more reason do we need?" Yeah, he'll just unmute himself. It doesn't <laughs> yeah, do any good. Exactly.
0: Exactly. It was the Superman Flash race.
1: Okay, so <laughs> that was good too. Not to yeah. derail you, Chris, but real quick about the mustache why Mm -hmm. didn't they just let him shave the mustache because can't you just put a mustache on a guy
3: in the other movie a fake mustache that's what i'm saying you get a fake mustache for like a dollar you got to take that up with you got to take that up with the guys that are doing mission impossible because that was on them yeah dude paramount don't play yeah, Paramount that yeah. was in
4: If I was them I'd be like no, don't let them shave the mustache, Tee-hee. Yeah, Tee-hee. Exactly. And I think that's
3: what it I think that's what it was tantamount to, but Suckers. seriously, I'm pretty sure the practical effects people could have done a better job than the CGI people. And I was reading the story today that it was like 6 weeks to remove this mustache. Yeah, that's six
1: well weeks that's the other thing. Work. Yeah, that that yeah, was, was probably bit- tens yeah. of thousands of dollars to fix the mustache thing.
4: Oh, it was way more than that I would bet. Which is crazy CG
2: stuff. Takes. We're
3: putting kids through college on that mustache.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That, there, that was weird scenes with it, too.
3: If that's the markup with CGI, why is Hollywood transitioning to that so heavy? Stay with practical. That's, well, that's
1: it, yeah, but replicating a lot of the scenes they want to replicate in practical is nearly impossible or way too
3: prohibitively expensive. You know, you know who would have never said that? Harryhausen. He would have just done it.
0: Yeah, he would have made a claymation Superman.
3: Yeah, yeah, and it would have yeah. been awesome. It
4: would have been better because <laughs> <laughs> then it would, at least would have been believable.
2: I would say where well, I enjoyed the film. It was it was fun. It was not what I expected, mm-hmm. but I felt like, I'm with Chris. I felt like this is a step in a future building direction. Oh yeah, yeah, you know, and it's a right step. Even if they I lose, I can wait like... for them
0: to. Oh, sorry, go right. ahead.
2: Shut up, Casey. Daddy's talking. I'm
0: sorry. <laughs> Am I still fired?
1: Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, I was going to say, I feel like even if we lose Affleck, um, the, the franchise still has strength. There's still a, a mm-hmm. lot of potential here. Miller and I forget the actor who played uh, Cyborg's name. Um, they both did such a good job that I have a lot of confidence that they'll be able to do some really, really great stuff. You know what I mean? With them going down the road uh what i'm really excited for is the the green lantern thread in the in the backstory there i feel like they're setting up to bring it back and i think they could do it right i feel bad for reynolds because i think i think it was just the wrong time for him to try to make that movie you know what i mean um i don't put it on him that that movie didn't do so well i put it on bad timing and everything
2: you could argue the failure of that movie led to deadpool which is a phenomenal movie
1: yeah perhaps um but anyways yeah i think um if, if they do green lantern and do it right this could g you know this could be gangbusters
3: man like the they've that... definitely go ahead what oh, sorry, go ahead. no go ahead As you say, i think i think 2020 is what's slated for green lantern core nice i didn't even know that we actually had something secured
2: awesome I know that there were rumors. now i loved in the same same scene there the old gods you know they had uh Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't remember how DC handles them. I know how Marvel handles Ares and uh, Zeus and Hercules and all those guys. Uh, But just that they even touched on it, and visually they were different than the Amazonians fighting around them. Uh, I thought that was pretty cool. That was pretty nifty. How did, Chris, you in particular,
1: and I guess Casey as well, how did you feel about the dark side plug that was just like, nope, that's it, we're just going to say his name and
4: just move on? Yeah, (laughs) I well, didn't even I hear it.
0: When did they say it?
4: Steppenwolf Wolf says it. Steppenwolf Wolf said it when he got the two boxes. Yeah. I think. What the heck? For darts. I mean,
0: all I heard of him was just being like unity, and I'm like, what? What's going on? <laughs> well, I mean, this
3: is at the
4: end of. <laughs> would have been better if he would have said MacGuffin. At the end of the day, this is still the same studio and director. Did he that even say you.
0: apocalypse? I mean, no. I was like, I was no, just keeping said, my ear to the ground. Ah.
4: He says it, like, it transitioned right away, like yeah. as soon as he said it, like it it, it faded into a different mm-hmm. scene, uh, back with like the Justice League members. Yeah, it was oh. it was definitely um,
1: a one liner, like, "Hey, this is where we're going."
4: Well, it, I think he said it right when he got the two boxes together yeah, at the end yeah. of that, as that scene ended. Yeah, and they this is still the studio and the director that brought you Martha. At
3: the end of the day, they still think fans are stupid and they need to be led by the nose. So,
2: I guess, uh, yeah. which is honestly a little odd. The whole. The Amazonian thing was, I get it, but the, the Atlantis scenes, was they were just meh to me. I don't like
0: that Aquaman doesn't actually swim.
2: Yeah, that bothered me too. I looked at my he's, buddy and I was
3: like, how how does his propulsion work? He's not even kicking his legs and he looks at me and he's that's like...
4: That's what Aquaman in uh, Smallville did. He just shoots through the water. They literally did the exact same thing.
3: Oh, oh well, if that's how they did it in Smallville... <laughs>
4: I'm just telling you that happened in that.
2: So
3: Yeah, it's it's definitely hey, coming. Are we not now. even
4: gonna
2: Let, oh. let's take a quick poll after January first of twenty eighteen, who on this panel is still gonna be around? <laughs> <laughs> right. God, I hope not. Can I just put my hand down and hope? <laughs> No, Dennis, you signed a lifetime contract.
4: God damn it, I already do too much for this place. <laughs> Uh, uh, Casey,
1: what were you gonna say? You were coming in with. Are we are
0: we not even gonna mention the uh, the sequel hook here, with the secret society and or Injustice uh, League of their own?
2: The uh, Legion of Doom. God,
4: I hated that because <laughs> I hate Jesse Eisenberg. Yeah. I, I,
2: I did like uh, Deadshot. I thought he was great. He looks exactly like. Deadshot? I mean, not, I know Except it's not that the was same Deathstroke, yeah, but yeah, okay. I mean, Deathstroke. that was that was yeah.
1: definitely not. Yeah, not the shot. just
2: that. Just translate. I was speaking in a, a noob language. Just translate for them to uh-huh. understand. They could have used the same actor from CW. It looks the exact same. Yeah. It's like the same person. Oh, yeah, he like he, Joe Mignola looks very much like yeah. what they did on the CW run. I wasn't
3: a big fan of that teaser either. And I tell you, and it's, it's all Eisenberg's fault, but what could have fixed that is he talks to deathstroke and then deathstroke takes a you know step to the side and then it's just a bullet hole in eisenberg's face and it's it's uh walter white saying daddy's home <laughs> oh, and then you have the real lex oh. luthor
0: <laughs> i wasn't even thinking of that i was thinking Luthor, like, says, A League of Our Own, and then he gestures to the side, and then all the other supervillains come out, like Black Manta or Solomon Grundy. And... Oh, I
3: thought you were going to say Tom Hanks comes out, but...
4: Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> My one thing with that scene, I was like, wait a second, if you go to prison, don't they, like, freeze all your assets? How the hell does he have a yacht and any money still? Because he's smart. smart. He's not, though. That character's so goddamn yeah. dumb. Like... <laughs> okay, so I... It's like Pistol Weapon of the I line, was excited kid. to see Deathstroke...
1: <laughs> And I, I think Joe looks great. But I do have a beef with the dialogue in that scene. Like, I, I like the line, like, shouldn't we have a league of our own? I was like, yeah, I think that's che- cheesy and I like that. Because um, I kind of want super cheesy villain lines for some reason.
0: You got to you gotta have just the right amount of people.
1: But what I didn't mm-hmm. like is he's saying that to Deathstroke, who's... We have no establishment of that character in the storyline thus far. Uh-huh. So he should just be a default mercenary. Like, he shouldn't have strong feelings about all these heroes and stuff you know what i mean so why would yeah. he just be in luther's camp from the get-go you know what i mean that that's what didn't make mm-hmm. a lot of sense to me it was like that's not the right line to give to that care you know with that character um so that was hey uh oh okay. no go ahead. good no it's all right everybody talks over Sorry. me and you can too
3: i didn't mean to go fine. ahead finish up no lines.
1: i was done actually
3: you're fine okay all right hey uh so, so... well i
2: thought no i <laughs>
3: The name, the name of the ship, the the name of his yacht. Icon. Casey, this is a this is a question to you. Is there going to be a Dakota pull? What? Are they, they going to pull from Milestone? So oh. Icon, I, Icon was in in the Dakota verse from Milestone comics. I wasn't even DC, thinking about that. DC later bought Icon is the Superman equivalent in that universe. We'll and get Static
0: show, on the Justice League.
3: Maybe I don't know, man. I don't know, but I wonder if they if yeah. So that's that was the first thing I thought when I saw Icon, All of, oh. and they just kept showing that name. But.
4: I don't like how they double cast an actor in this universe. I don't Barry Allen's dad is already Doctor Manhattan. <laughs> like, what's going to happen if those two have a conversation? Like, <laughs> stupid. I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> I'm out. So I, keep,
3: I keep making this joke and nobody gets it. I keep saying if he would have worn if he would have worn Nikes, he would have looked just like the Joker. And no, because nobody's seen apparently apparently nobody's seen the both pre-fontaine movies, because they both played pre-fontaine in the two movies and they look exactly alike. It's so sorry. That's another place where it fell flat.
4: Fontaine cheese is good,
3: Chris. That's a good point <laughs> you have
2: there.
0: Hanging out with two human IMDBs.
2: <laughs> yeah. Right. No, I'm sorry. Back to the show. I'm sorry. Uh, Alright, anything else? Uh anything else before we jump out of here with this? Go see this movie this movie well, I... does not
3: deserve to be doing to be getting beaten up by the critics like it is and it definitely doesn't be de- deserve to be getting beaten up in the box office like it is right now
1: presumably if they've gotten this far they've already seen it but yeah
2: yeah uh i think I th- i'd like to see i'm curious to see what will happen after of uh, or on rather thanksgiving weekend where everybody's off for friday typically friday saturday sunday you know people are off the the Family stuff's done typically by Saturday and maybe you're catching some films or, or whatever and I'm I'm curious to see what kind of boost Thor gets and what kind of boost this gets uh coming out of that weekend.
1: No, I think I think Thor is too long in the tail by now to get much of a boost, maybe a little bit. Maybe. It won't be it won't be like tens of millions or anything.
4: Maybe they'll right. go see this movie and then say, hmm, and then go back and watch Thor three more times to get the taste out of their mouth.
3: <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, you know what? I do have one more thing that I did not get to bring up. I think the next celebrity caught up in all of this uh, Hollywood sexual assault stuff is probably going to be Zack Snyder. Because I have never in my life, other than possibly it'd have to be porn, would probably be the only I've never seen as many upskirts. Ever. Oh. <laughs> On film in in on on the big screen, that is ridiculous.
2: Yeah, a lot of Amazon. Do you think his favorite
4: thing to say is "Can you do it slower"?
3: I probably, probably while he's just sucking down shrimp cocktails. (laughs)
2: cocktails. Can you do it slower for me? I like it slow. All right, now this is we're venturing into the we need to stop here. Uh, (laughs) uh,
1: No, no. actually, uh, without joking, I agree with you, Chris. That I did notice there was a lot of egregious uh, upskirts on Wonder Woman, like not. Super obscene, like they weren't no, but they were he had
3: spandex on, but yeah, I mean yeah, it no it, it was
1: noticeable, those angles were carefully picked, and I didn't mm-hmm. like it um it's I mean it's not like gal isn't fantastically beautiful, it's that it's not really appropriate, you know what I mean,
2: yeah,
4: yeah, especially He's in into the, the prego stuff, you don't
2: know <laughs> <laughs> that this brings up the last thing of, I predicted. With Josh Whedon coming in to do the reshoots uh, at the end, that the internet was going to say if it did well is praise Josh. If it did badly, it was damn Whedon. And instantly, I mean, not sorry, not damn Whedon. That'd be Josh Whedon. Praise Josh Whedon, but damn Zack Snyder. And instantly, when this thing was starting to get low reviews coming out of the gate and everything else, it, it was across the board. you damn Zack Snyder. Now. I don't know which is right. And that's what I wanted to post to you guys before we get out of here. Is how can you personally tell, or do we know somewhere reported how much Joss actually had to do with this? How much he added in? And could you tell where it was? They were extensive reshoots, man. I've I read know, but what does that at exactly least
0: 20% mean? 20% and basically all of the Superman stuff. So it'd be I mean, damn
4: Zach and color Joss. seems totally different whenever, like, yeah. You- With the CGI mustache scenes, like any scene where you could see the CGI mustache, like the color scheme was totally different. Like if you look at the trailer, where uh, they're probably doing that Superman fight scene, like it's dark, but then in the movie, it's all like daytime stuff. Like they got rid of the nighttime, like always nighttime, always dark. Um, Yeah, Red litter Media. I I was watching their review today, and they they made the point that you know, if Joss Whedon had made this from the start, do you think like? the characters would have looked the way that they did or because that's like how a Zack Snyder film would make those characters look whereas Josh Whedon would have them like the flash costume would probably be like a normal flash costume and so on and so forth.
1: Oh, it's very clear that so much of the the design is Zack Snyder. And yeah. I I mean it's I think it's fair to point out that people don't really dig it. I mean, some people do. I, you know, I'm I'm reminded of uh The Dark Knight, you know, like how to, to angsty uh, young people everywhere, that was the greatest film ever made because the Joker was so edgy. But, like, it, you know, it, it, this was a whole franchise that they were basing like that, and it didn't make a lot of sense. These characters shouldn't look like this all the time. And yeah, it, it's one thing if you're in the third act and you're having your big climatic battle and things seem really grim and dark, it's another thing when every scene of dialogue happens, you know, in Sepia Wash. Like I just don't understand, and yeah, it's it. I can't wait to see this franchise with that gone completely, which is how things are going to be going going
3: forward. So, yeah. hopefully, promising. And I think I've seen just as many cries for the Zack Snyder cut as I have for blaming, probably more than I've seen for blaming Zack Snyder for the state of this movie. I, I see more more people saying, "I want to see Zack Snyder's cut and see what he what he did." I yeah, I don't. Have it. <sighs> You haven't so
1: you. <laughs> the thing about Snyder, like I don't understand people who hate Snyder just because he's Snyder, and I don't understand people who glorify him just because he's Snyder. You know what yeah. I mean? Like Watchmen. I, I said this earlier, uh, probably to somebody who might even listen to this. In a conversation about Justice League, I said, you know, he nailed Watchmen. Watchmen was fantastic. Watchmen is a down, dour story. It's supposed to be very grim, dark, and everything. And he accomplished that and everything was great. I really love that film. I think he did a, you know, a real bang up job with it. I didn't, you know, Man of Steel. I think there was some ambitious, you know, ideas in there. But it was, as you said, Chris, it was pulled down by this negativity. And this isn't Superman, you know, at least not the Superman it should be. And at least with where we're at with the story and everything. You know what I mean? Are you Mm -hmm. saying you don't like IHOP? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah. And so then, you know, then we got more of the same with BVS. Like BVS was just structured in such a way. Like that was not the way to establish. That wasn't your Avengers film that it should have been. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. This was. And, that you know, this was a slam dunk in that regard. Like this really fixed that. Um, But it's clear that a lot of that came about because Snyder didn't have his hands in it. And it's just maybe it's time we accept that maybe Snyder shouldn't do all these movies, which is the reality of it. But like, maybe we should have realized that a little while ago. You know, that's my whole thing. I don't hate the guy for having a style, but maybe he shouldn't be the the quote unquote showrunner of an entire franchise like that. You know what I mean? All right,
2: gents, we are going to be done with it. I think the overall consensus, except for Dennis, is yeah, we liked it. Go see it. You want to give? Uh, want to give our rating? I loved it. It was great. <laughs> All <right>. Chris asked.
5: <laughs> Chris oh, asked. Sorry, I'm drunk.
1: <laughs> All right, uh, I will give it a solid four CGI mustaches out of five. <laughs> you know, not not a perfect movie by any stretch, but definitely not garbage. Casey? Definitely not Suicide Squad.
0: I'm <laughs> giving it seven. It should have had members
1: out of ten. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Chris? I'm giving it an eight because it did more than it did wrong and it didn't have a lot of time to get those right things done in. Was <laughs> yeah. that even English? <laughs> yeah, so you only had two yeah. hours to to accomplish what you were trying yeah. to do. And with that It's not like Avengers
4: did that or anything.
3: <laughs> Avengers was structured completely different from the ground up. Oh, you mean the right way? Got it. Yes. Right. Yeah, I agree with that 100. percent. I don't know. I just make I, mine Marvel.
2: Face <laughs> front, true believers. And Dennis,
4: I give it like a C minus. Like I'd wait for it on DVD. Uh, Chris is just like the Warcraft fans. Like, oh, you know, it had its issues, but it was really good because. No, no, no! No. Yeah, no. He's just like them, so it's okay. But no. eh, it's. It didn't do anything for me. Like I said, C minus six and a half
2: out of 10. It says everybody's using a totally different scale than anybody else. I'm gonna give you a You should have went
4: with Aquaman
2: King of the Sea minus. (laughs) (laughs) Would you you certify it fresh, Charles? You go to hell, you die, (laughs) you go die right now.
4: Only if it has three snaps after it.
2: Oh, yeah, around the world. Uh, no, i give it one of the crying faces off of Facebook where you don't know if I'm crying in joy or actually sad about the film. So that's what I'm going to put down on it. Uh, Dennis, tell us about where we can find you on the internet.
4: You can follow me, Philip, at Imaginary Nomad. The show can be found everywhere on social media at Botch Podcast. And you can find Dennis's new novel, Forbidden Love, over at www.nambla.com forward slash... Forbidden Love forward slash Boy Snatcher or wherever books can be sold. What the
0: hell? No, I Every Sorry, I had
4: a frog in my throat for a minute there.
0: Uh, well, you can find the four I know of your were us. entertaining Italian plumbers. This evening.
2: Uh, you, you can find the four of us. I'm going to let you pick out the other stuff, but the four of us: Casey, Paul. Uh, Chris and myself are all on breaking the panel each week. Check out our discussions about the things that go into the films, the politics behind them, the society that responds to them and just the fan love that we have over the projects that are going on and why we share the love that we share. Uh, Casey, where else can we find you? You can find me Thursday nights, not this week,
0: but the following week. On twitch.tv slash bad coyote funky, where a bunch of my other friends will also be talking about the Justice League.
4: Yes,
1: yes, yes, <laughs>
2: In-
1: <laughs> indubitably.
4: <laughs> Paul, well said, okay. my friend.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, you can find me on Breaking the Panel. Uh, Upside Down and Out will come out someday. Um, was that someday summer-
2: uh, or Sunday? someday oh, I got
1: happy. <laughs> uh, and um, uh, Casey and I are going to revive uh, panel by panel probably in the new year uh, hopefully and we're going to try to you know bring in everybody else uh, from giant size team up uh, here and there and have them join us and talk about comics and that should be super fun and uh, you know you can check that out when we get that back going
0: I redesigned the logo and everything it's gonna be great
2: And you can find more of me over on Pokemon Go Podcast and a number of uh, just all around the Giant Size Team Up Network getting things going and uh, making things happen. So tune in next week to hear Christopher say... Holy crap. Minkus from Boy
3: Meets World was on The Walking Dead. Minkus? Yeah. Who's Minkus? Minkus. Breaking the
0: Panel is the flagship podcast on the Giant Size Team-Up Network. You can support the show at patreon.com slash Panel, and you'll find more of our amazing podcasts at
1: giantsizeteamup.com.